You're listening to the Biz Besties Hour, where we chat about life, business, and everything in between. In this podcast, you'll feel like you're hanging out with a bestie, learning how to scale your business, and hearing some secrets from successful business owners. Hey, I'm Shelby Ann Bond, and I'm obsessed with helping women turn their passions to profits and start making money online. I teach you how to boost your business while living a life you love. Things will get deep, and things will get real. So grab a drink, and pull up a seat, and get comfy, and get ready to dive in to the Biz Besties Hour. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Biz Besties Hour. I am so excited to dive into today's episode with Julia Serafine. She is a social media expert, and she has been doing this for a length. Um, she has done everything from a billion podcasts to lecture at the New York University, and she is going to give us some awesome knowledge on the algorithm, DMs, and everything in between. So I'm so excited to chat with her and to get into today's episode. I'm super excited to have her. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, I don't know if you want to just start with a little introduction, tell everyone a bit about you so they can get to know you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So my name is Julia Serafine, and I'm a social media expert, business mentor, influencer, and social media consultant. And I've been in the gig for like four years now. I've been on more than 10 podcasts, I've been on radio, I've been on national television, I've been on internet shows, and I even went on, um, I gave a guest lecture at NYU, New York University, just recently, so I'm having a pretty exciting time just visiting different venues and sharing my expertise. That's amazing, and yeah, you said you did that about last week or the week before with NYU? Yeah, it went really well. Awesome. So what did you share with them there? So I did a guest lecture about Instagram and the Instagram algorithm, and also a little bit about their new shopping feature, how the digital marketing department can use the kind of like Instagram shopping feature for their businesses and how to use it to set it up. Okay, cool, cool. So I know um, just being in the space that the algorithm is always changing. Can you maybe tell us a bit about like where it is right now and um, what people should be doing to maybe gain reach and traction at this moment in time on Instagram? I would say post as often as possible. I would also say do your research for hashtags. I would say if you're a smaller account, use hashtags that have a lot less posts in them and have a lot less of an average like ratio per post so that you can actually get some reach from your hashtags. I would also say that you should probably kind of like cater to the audience that you have because a lot of your engagement comes from your existing followers and it's harder to get new organic reach unless you reach the explore page, which is really rare. I would also say that aside from the Instagram algorithm, you really should be trying to make the best content that you possibly can so that people like it more often because I was talking about this in my guest lecture at NYU that Instagram no longer shows your content to all of your followers. It just does it like 10% at a time and it only shows it to more people if the first 10% that see your post 
the majority of them like it. So you have to kind of cater to your existing audience in terms of like what content they expect to see from you and then make sure that you get more and more 10% to keep liking your picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, so it's quite similar, I guess, to the way that the, um, the TikTok algorithm algorithm works is in there's kind of different tiers that you have to hit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know you kind of touched on hashtags there. So you, your opinion on hashtags is like, you're still using them. You just have to make sure you're using the right hashtags for your size of profile. Yeah. Like you could be really ambitious and post like, say for example, this is uh, for my niche fashion. You could just straight up put hashtag fashion and then nothing would happen because nobody's going to see your posts. There's way too many posts in there. And the only posts that gain traction there are from already existing large influencers. But if you did something like hashtag Insta style OOTD outfit of the day, then you might get a lot more traction because like smaller accounts have the ability to kind of rank down there. Yeah, so kind of more niche hashtags, right? Yeah, you definitely have to niche down. Yeah, I've definitely noticed with hashtags as well, there's kind of a sweet spot. You don't want to go too low either, or you're not going to get seen by anyone. And too big, you won't get seen either. So you kind of have to find like your sweet spot for your profile. Exactly. Yeah, and hashtags is a game. (laughs) It really is. Like, I've done so much hashtag research in my day, like, oh, I got this much hashtag reach from this group of hashtags. And then I got to find out like which hashtags in the group of hashtags I used are the reason that I got so much reach. Right. And, and work probably for so do long. Like, then they'll work yeah. for so long and you've got to like switch them. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then if you use the same hashtags over and over again in your post, you might get shadow banned and Instagram thinks you're a bot. And don't even get me started about shadow banning. It's so annoying. <laughs> The bots and shadow banning, we won't even go there. <laughs> it's too convoluted. It's like a rabbit hole. Oh, uh, I know. I've got, um, I'm a business coach. So I, I do teach my clients a lot about social media. And I've got a lot of new newer clients who sometimes are using those really large hashtags. I'm like, girl, stop it. You're going to get yourself shadow banned. And then you have to explain a whole new thing. <laughs> yeah. And then also people use like unrelated hashtags. I did a post about this because I give Instagram advice in some of the captions of my posts. And then some people do like such unrelated hashtags on their posts. Like say you're like holding an umbrella in your picture and you put like hashtag umbrella. Like what do you expect an umbrella to see your post? Nobody's looking at hashtag umbrella. (laughs) Who's your audience? Hashtag sunshine. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy as much as um, we can sit here and say like, yeah, you can use the right hashtags. Like they are such a game and it's just trial and error. (laughs) Exactly. Like anyone who says like, oh, let me give you like a list of specific hashtags that works for everybody. You know that they're joking. It's like (laughs) no hashtags work for everybody. Like those hashtag apps? Stop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So I know I want to ask you as well. You said you started your career at nine. I would love to know a little bit more about that. Did you just kind of get on social media then or how, how did that work? So I started on a site, a social media site for younger people called Roblox, which is now kind of home to a lot of Gen Z audience. But back in my day, it was (laughs) just like kids, my age, sort of and older. And On that site, you can have clothes for your character. You can have a game and you can have groups of 
like friends or people. And yep. there was this native advertising platform. And I remember teaching myself graphic design so that I could make advertisements. And then I ended up using like, I don't know, I kind of budgeted the money that I had. And then I did native advertising on the site for my clothes, my group, and my place. So my fashion group ended up becoming the second largest on the website for fashion. I ended up selling thousands of clothes. And then I ended up getting more than 100,000 visits to my game on the site. And then that was only at like nine, 10 years old. That is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was like my little start. Oh, wow. That's crazy. See, I, uh, I n- never was on that. I was probably too old. I was like, I was MySpace days. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been so cool to see all the different platforms that have come out and the way things have progressed over the years. Um, like, I don't even think I step foot on Facebook anymore. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is such like a mixed bag. I only go on Facebook for Facebook groups, exactly. which are highly underutilized but they're very like niche specific and you could find a lot of more organic reach there. Yeah. I've been finding um, over the last little bit, at least this year that groups are kind of the, where it's going and all the pages are just dead on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you have a page, your organic reach is going to be like one person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So do you use a group then to nurture your audience or? Oh, actually I'm in several groups and that's how I nurture my audience. I don't own any groups now. Okay, so you just communicate in other groups. Yeah, I figure when there's an existing audience, I could really find some people. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm in a lot of uh, different like entrepreneur groups as well. And it's just um, nice to connect with like-minded women. And then again, it just gives you more reach. So it's really, really good to involve yourself in those. Yeah, like the organic reach from groups is insane. I was even telling that to like the NYU crew that I visited if you really want to market your business, definitely start investing in Facebook groups. Yeah, I have really noticed that they're they're kind of um, they're pushing the Facebook groups more, so they're having them pop up at the side. If you like suggesting groups to people to follow and stuff like that, so yeah, that's yeah. same for me. That's the only reason I go on Facebook now. Yeah, that and then like funny images, I like also. That's the only reason I go to Facebook. Right, and then like family. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll post like once a year telling my family like what's been going on. Right. And then like that's the only time I touch the whole like Facebook posting. (laughs) So what's your favorite platform then that you use? Is it Instagram? Yeah, it would definitely be Instagram. Right now I'm at 15.5K, which is pretty cool. I'm definitely hoping that I reach 20K sometime soon. I even got like little balloons and then I'm going to take a picture with them. That's it. Like, <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready. I've like fluctuated in followers though. So I don't hope to hit it like anytime soon, but it's just a, a hope of mine to hit 20K. So how long and have you been running your Instagram? I've been running my Instagram for about four years. I've had a few different Instagrams, but this one has been like four years. And I definitely experienced a lot of growth in the first two years. And then I stopped posting because like my mom went in the hospital. So I just like spent like a year, like taking care of her and stuff, like physical therapy and rehab. And then I ended up like just dropping Instagram for like a whole year. And then I started posting again recently 
So I'm hoping now that like I get my audience back. You know, that's, that's super amazing of you to like do that for your mom and life freaking happens. So take a break. Yes. You need breaks from social media, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I was saying earlier, I got off a vacation this past week. It was like a staycation, you know, it was good to relax. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I may have been doing too much relaxing this summer. You know, it's been really nice. I have a pool, but... <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I'm in Canada. I don't know how, like, we get so cold in the winter. So I take advantage of the summer, the four months it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's the same way in Connecticut. We're not that far apart, I guess. Yeah. Like, summer here, like, it gets, like, 90 degrees. And then during the winter, it gets, like, negative 14. That's crazy. We all just hibernate, right, in the winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, catch me in the winter with a little, like, cup of hot Starbucks and a big blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so this is a fun question. I kind of like to ask everyone who comes on, um, what are your top three tips for someone either coming into your industry or maybe someone, I guess, maybe someone trying to grow on social? So I would say first and foremost, content is key. You have to make content that is both like visually appealing and psychologically addicting that would make people want to keep coming back to your content and keep wanting to give you engagement because the more people engage on your posts the more they'll see your posts in the future and they might be even added to like the first 10 percent of people that see your post and you really want them to like like your post if they're in that group of like first 10 percent i would also say that you need to do hashtag research if you want to use hashtags. Don't use them too small, but don't use them too big either. Make sure that you find a sweet spot where you know you'll get the right amount of engagement so that you can rank in the hashtag. And I would also say that you need to give people a reason to want to engage with your content, whether that be reciprocal or organic, saying like, if someone sees your post, are they going to like it because you engaged with their post or because they really like your content, they're just going to go out of their way to like your picture. Make sure you give people a reason to want to engage with you. Okay. I love that. So I have so many questions for you. I feel like what would you said you've been on with your Instagram for four years I know that you said it's your favorite platform. Would you recommend people using Instagram for business as well? Yeah, I would definitely say so, especially because you'll get like a larger organic audience than Facebook, despite there being more people on Facebook. The thing with Facebook is that you'll get more people from around the world and from like older age groups. But if you want to reach like the current hot market, then you'll want to go on Instagram because that's where the younger generations are. And surprisingly, there are still people there who are like a little bit older, like my main demographic for my account is between like 25 and 40 actually. So I would say Instagram for business is huge and the advertisements are a lot more affordable than say LinkedIn where it costs an arm and a leg just to get a LinkedIn ad. So do you, so I do mostly organic, organic marketing. Do you suggest for people if they do have a business to use and utilize the promotions? Yeah, I would say ever since I was young, making the native platform for Roblox work for me, that 
online advertising is highly underrated. You get people where they spend their time mostly. And even if people have advertisement blindness, which is where they just, <coughs> excuse me, I don't have COVID. It's just dry. <laughs> um, I would say you reach people where they are, where they spend their time. And even if they have advertisement blindness, where they kind of like scroll past an ad and then they don't think anything of it, it still plants a seed in their head. And if they see that advertisement again, they're more likely to say like, hey, I think I've heard of that. And then they might click on it. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of repetition and making them familiar with it, right? Yeah, all about brand awareness. <laughs> I'm dying at the the COVID comment. <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> that we have to be worried about that. Like, I definitely, I usually have a cough and I'm like afraid to go to the grocery store because people are going to stare at me. <laughs> yeah, like, I drank like a really cold Starbucks earlier and then I was just coughing up a storm because my throat was so cold. And then I was like, oh my God, my family's <laughs> going to worry about me. They're going to be like, oh, get out of here, Julia. Scream. <laughs> I know. I woke up for some reason. I think it was just dry in my room last night and I was kind of losing my voice and I was like, oh no, because I had another podcast as well to record today. So I was like, I'm going to have no voice by the end of the day. No. <laughs> Uh, luckily my first one had to reschedule so I was like yes I'm just gonna rest <laughs> yeah like take a cough drop drink some tea with honey and then like right. your voice looking back yeah the tea and I did like a cold tea which probably wasn't oh I love tea ever. <laughs> um so what would you say is the biggest misconception of your industry so I guess even just of social media so everyone hears the word influencer and then they think like you're some vapid self-serving entity that is so shallow that you couldn't even contain a raindrop, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Influencers are actually entrepreneurs, just like common business people, you know, and I've been mentoring business students for a long time, long enough to know that influencers definitely are business people as well. And I would also say that social media isn't just about like the surface level, like beauty is everything. It's also about like who you are and the magnetism that you have to kind of like draw a crowd to the things that you care about and having influence over like causes that you care about. And especially if you volunteer, like being an influencer that volunteers always sends a really good message to your audience. Like, you definitely should be volunteering. I love that. Um, so how would you say, I know you said that you kind of built most of your like Instagram platform right in the beginning. Um, was it kind of just viral content that did it for you or using the right hashtags or what would you say really helped you? I would definitely say that was when hashtags were a lot easier to use. <laughs> so it was all hashtags. I remember back in the day, my entire engagement would be from hashtags and I'd get like thousands of likes, right? But now I struggle to get like hundreds of likes because reach is like so throttled. But yeah. in the beginning, it was also a lot of um, me reaching out to other accounts, building friendships with other people and just reaching out to different users and getting like reciprocal engagement. Yeah, I think people forget a lot of the time that social media is to be social and you need to like go out and build those relationships and engage with people. Um, you can't just be putting out content and not actually engaging with others, you know? Exactly. I was <laughs> saying like, 
one of the common problems that I hear a lot as a consultant is like, I'm posting, why am I not growing? And then I'm like, are you marketing yourself in any way possible? Like, even if it's just reaching out to new people and being social, that's right. still a way to market yourself by word of mouth. Yeah, I make sure to like say thank you and hello to anyone who follows me just to connect with them and like make sure that I'm not, you know, just, it doesn't become a, you forget, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's such a good idea. So how would you say that social media has changed your life? And I know this is probably a loaded question for you. <laughs> so I guess social media has been like everything to me these past four years. Like I remember when I started LinkedIn, I had like no connections. I had no new opportunities for business. I'd never been on a podcast before. And then I started connecting with new people, like just open networking and reaching out to new people. And all of a sudden I got invited to an event at USA Today, which is insane. Cause like, it was only for like super connectors or something it was called. It was like some networking event. And then I met all these people. And then all of a sudden I started getting clients and then making more connections and getting invited to other events and getting invited on podcasts. And it just became a huge thing with like word of mouth that just because I started networking all of a sudden, like social media really opened up my world. And I guess now I have almost 10,000 connections on LinkedIn, which is huge because I just started like a year ago on LinkedIn and my clients before then were like really sparse, but all of a sudden I've had like a huge amount of clients and right now I'm trying to get more reviews. I recently became a Google verified business, which is like a hoot and half, <laughs> which I never say, but I think is fun. So I want to say it more. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. And Instagram, I thought was the be all and end all. It was like the final frontier, but it wasn't until I started trying other social media platforms that I realized that there's value in having different audiences for different kinds of content and not just sticking to one social media page. Social media has just been like a game changer for me. Yeah, I really love what you just said there. Like I relate to that 100%. I've probably been on Instagram for about the same amount of time and I've kind of focused most of my energy there, but now I'm kind of playing on TikTok and I have a Facebook group and I'm trying to like make sure to utilize all the other platforms because it is true. There's, so, there's different people everywhere um, and it's nice to connect with all of them, right? Yeah. And I like TikTok as a premise, but I'm worried. I've been saying for a year now on like different like guest appearances and different podcasts. And I was even talking about it with a podcast in India where TikTok is already banned. Like what's your kind of strategy to pivot if TikTok really does get banned in the U.S.? Yeah. Well, I know... I'm in Canada, so I don't know if they're actually trying to ban it here as much. It's not as talked about as, as it is there, but I know that we do usually follow suit when it comes to things like that. Yeah, that's what I was inferring. Yeah, so I have been kind of using it more minimally, and now that Instagram came out with Reels, you can kind of batch that content and use it on both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so really I'm just... Um, no social, you know what I mean? No social platform is ever guaranteed to be forever. So have fun with yeah. it while it's there and see what happens, I guess, you know? 
Yeah, and Instagram Reels, like, I think that's fascinating how, like, Instagram really, like, just stepped up and, like, Mark Zuckerberg was like, oh, let's put TikTok in Instagram as well as, like, Snapchat with the stories and, like, Facebook with, like, longer captions and stuff. Right, it's insane. Soon we'll just need Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's trying to make it a one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah, I do really like it. The only thing that's different, um, the reels are only 15 seconds and that takes away so much. <laughs> yeah, like that, that reminds me of Vine like a lot because that was only like, what, like six seconds at the beginning. So yeah. like, I don't know how I would like fit in like just 15 seconds worth of content, but like that's something I will definitely have to adjust to as a content creator. Right, it is super cool. I've been seeing how a lot of different people are doing it. Um a lot of kind of uh, captions on the video and kind of just like pointing at them quick because with like what you and I do, we're usually giving out a lot of info that 15 seconds isn't a lot of time, but make it work, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my captions are usually huge. So, like I write a huge word wall so much so that like I can't even do Twitter because I just write a gigantic chunk of text at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so what would you say, um, I guess you already gave me the biggest misconception on like what people are coming into, like what would be something that you'd want people to know if they were coming into the industry? I would definitely say try to meet as many people as possible. Just network. Because like, (laughs) yeah, like social networking, like half of that is networking, literally. So meet as many people as possible. You never know who could bring you your next big opportunity, who could help you, who could give you advice. You could meet like a coach and they could really help you out. And like, I would say like, try to find a mentor too. Like I have mentors from where I went to college and like the whole business department has like mentored me so much and given me so many opportunities that like have translated into social media success So just network and meet new people and try to be social. Just put yourself out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Again, social media is meant to be social. And so many people do. I think they just kind of get scared to put themselves out there and have those conversations. But just do it. (laughs) Yeah, like me being like a natural introvert. It was so hard for me to take the first few steps to meet new people and like writing a message. I would like hold on to the message for like 10, 20 minutes before I hit send because I keep reading it over and over again to make sure that it's okay. And like, if I end up hitting send on a message and then there was a typo that I didn't see, then I will like absolutely lose my mind. Like I totally get being shy on the internet because I was shy for the longest time. But I realized that like, there are so many people out there and like so many of them are just nice, genuine people that you don't have to be scared. And the worst thing that someone can do, like, from the internet is just call you a name, which, like, people do to me all the time anyways. So what's the point of being scared of it? There's a nice little button that says block, and it's really easy to use. (laughs) Yeah, like, so many people on LinkedIn and, like, Instagram just, like, DM me, and they're like, oh, this, that, like, you suck, all this. And then I'm just like, get blocked. (laughs) Get blocked. (laughs) I, I hope you enjoy really the block that. section. Yeah, I have a, I have social anxiety, so I absolutely like I 
hated doing it at first, but the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it, you know? Yeah. Like I remember like talking with my therapist about like the social anxiety that I have. And he said like the worst thing that people can do is just give you hate. And that's like all they can do. All they can do is type words with their little keyboard and like call you names, but they'll never say it to your face. And even if they do, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if people think like anything less of you because at the end of the day, like, you know, your own worth and that's the most important part. Right. And that's not the thing with like putting yourself out there on social media as well, especially with you, you've got 15,000 people following you. You've got quite a lot of people who are looking half of them are going to be probably loving what you're doing and half of them are going to have something bad to say, but just like ignore the haters and put the blockers on. (laughs) Yeah. Like the most common thing I say to haters is just thank you. Like last time, like people say this a lot, but they don't know what it actually means. It just has like no teeth at this point, but they always say like, Julia, go kill yourself. And then I'm just like, thank you. And then I block them. (laughs) People write that on cap, like on a caption. Yeah, like, I've gotten so many comments just saying, like, oh, kill yourself, go stab yourself. Like, I remember the first time someone said it, I had, like, a really, like, pointy manicure. And I said, like, oh, these nails are so sharp, I might stab the sandwich that I'm eating. And then someone was like, oh, I hope you stab yourself. And then I just said, thank you. And then I blocked them. That is so uncomfortable. And I don't understand humanity sometimes like yeah people think that because they're like halfway around the world they could say whatever they want like I think people think as well like when you have a following on social media that somehow you're like invincible and you don't have feelings like you do (laughs) exactly (laughs) if I had no feelings my therapist would be broke right now (laughs) (laughs) I love it Julia, I absolutely loved having you on today. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and how they can contact you and continuing following your dope shit? (laughs) Thank you. So you can find me on Google. If you just Google Julia Seraphine, I am now a Google verified business, which is awesome. You can also find me and all my socials at juliaseraphine.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-S-E-R-A-P-H-I-N-E.com. No dashes or dots or anything like that. Just Julia Seraphine. Okay, beautiful. And I'll make sure to put all your stuff in the show notes as well, just to make it easier for everyone to find you. Thank you so much. Perfect. Well, it's really been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julia. It was really fun having you today, and we will definitely stay connected. I'm happy that we met via the podcast today. <laughs> Thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. And that is it for the third ever episode of the Biz Besties Hour today with Julia. I am so excited that you were here once again to sit and chat and laugh and drink and just hang out with us and learn some valuable knowledge about social media. I'm so hoping to see you on the next episode of the Biz Besties Hour.